now. Here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people not liking me today, which is just fantastic. Welcome inside, everybody. Your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Oh, I know today's show is going to be spicy. It's going to be a slobber knocker. And we have just one guest booked today because Clark said you guys just let her roll with all the stuff that you've got to talk about today. And that is Dave Jameson, the Hall of Fame broadcaster from TSN 1260 Edmonton, a good and longtime friend of ours, a guy that's won the PR award so many times in the Canadian Football League that they should, when he was with the Eskimos as their top PR guy, they should have renamed it the Dave Jameson Award. J-Mo is going to be with us later on here in hour one, but let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont uh, for the program today. Hi, hey, I like the shirt, buddy. I really like it a lot. Where'd you get that? Thank you. Um, I don't remember where I got this, actually. It might have been at the Bay back in the day, but uh, I've had it for a couple of years. Looks like something uh, that you would get at the Bay. By the way, I went shopping yesterday. Didn't even tell you. To Boca Town Center. And, uh, Moose, I bought a couple of muscle shirts. Now all I need is muscles. <laughs> How about that? But it's... Right? Oh, I'm feeling good. I got some stories today, and it's going to be great. So let's go with the quick six show horn. Would you mind, please, Director Jordan? Let's get it rolling. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start with a Stanley Cup playoffs. JT Comfer scored twice. Kale McCarr had a goal and two assists, and the Colorado Avalanche held off the Edmonton Oilers 8-6 in game one of the Stanley Cup Western Conference Final. That's working. They're, uh, is they're Tuesday excited? night in Denver. Yeah, exactly. I got so many things I want to get to. I wanted to talk about the Canadian Football Hall of Famer who just stumbled upon our show on television last night in Houston, Texas, or yesterday when we were live on the air. Houston, Texas. It's on the channel called Bounce TV in Houston, Texas. That's a story for a little later here in the warm-up. I'm trying to stay online. So the Avalanche are up one game to none. Their eight goals were tied for the most in a playoff game in franchise history. Both teams needed to use backup goalies. Edmonton's Mike Smith was pulled after giving up six goals, and Darcy Kemper left for the Avs with an upper body injury. The teams are going to recharge and go at it again on Thursday night. So I was going back and forth, obviously, if you look at our Instagram story, at the Rod Peterson Show, between the CFL preseason game I was watching on ESPN Plus and the Oilers Avalanche game, and it was just a great night. Um, but everybody's talking about the offside. And again, if you ever, if you can't wait till we get to the air at noon Eastern, just go to rodpeterson.com every day, and you're going to get my most important thoughts on the most important subjects right away. If you can't wait for the show, here's mine on the third goal for the Avalanche last night where Kale McCarr, good Calgary boy, playing for Colorado, went in and scored and was offside. And his teammate Nachushkin was almost a foot offside. You have to understand something. And I sometimes I wonder why I, why I have this show. People will come in and say, no, 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 no. The goal was good because Elliot Friedman said so. 
Yeah, because he was texted by the NHL and told what to say. Listen, I love Elliot, but that's how it rolls. And Don Koharski, because I'm watching the TNT. Oh, my God. I'm not a fan of Koho. It's not a, he's not a bad guy. I just don't. I've done events with him. I could take or leave Don Koharski. And uh, <laughs> I'm really going on a rant here. I'll just say that the leagues and the fellow refs will go to the end of the earth to cover each other's asses. Protect the brand, they say. Can we just be real and honest and say that it was offside and you screwed up the call? Can we just, can we just say that? No, they won't ever do that. So people have been coming at me on Twitter over that and also the rider attendance thing. It's been, it's been a punchy 12 hours around here, Moose. And trust me, I can handle it. I'm a big boy. But it was a goal that was ostensibly a one-goal game because it ended 8-6 with an empty netter. So all I can say is Oiler fans feel like Flames fans, clearly, and I guess the hockey gods have evened things up. And I got more, but what was your take on the hockey game last night? You know what? I thought it was it was a great game. And, and Bernie Nichols came on our show and said, it's probably going to be an 8-7 game, old Smite division. Yeah. Little did we know it was actually what we got. And it was just wild. You know, Edmonton opens the scoring. You know, Evander Kane continues to have a, an amazing postseason for Edmonton. Uh, him and Zach Hyman were good again last night. But, you know, Colorado just continued to play well. And Nathan McKinnon stepped up in the biggest moments. He got a goal again, and it was just electrifying. I'm a little concerned about Colorado if Darcy Kemper's injury is anything serious, um, but it's going to be a hell of a series. It did not disappoint last night. I got so much stuff to say. Who was it? That, John Ohm, first of all, writes, I had to get my gong out here. He is watching in Winnipeg right now. John Ohm. Keep the faith, Oiler fans. Stay on course. From Ryan H. Greetings from Toronto, Rod Squad. Working from my kitchen table. Similar to me. From Rick Haglin. I feel connected to thoughtful athletic discourse. This guy, Rick Haglin, is an academic. He's a smart guy. I wonder why he tunes into me every day, because I'm a hammerhead. Mark Zosel, watching in Melfort, says, so is there anything to talk about today? <laughs> Exactly. That's how we knew that daytime talk would work. And thank you, Jennifer from the Four Seasons, who has just joined the chat. And she says, good morning, everyone. I'm honestly confused about the offside calls as I am, as I am about goalie interference. Stop. You have to understand that the referees will say anything to cover each other's asses, even stuff that they don't even deep down believe. It's just a thing. There's nothing against them. It's just the way that they are. A lot of organizations will do the wrong thing just to protect the brand. So you need to just understand that. But our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, I think, is a good one. I came up with it. How would you rate officiating in these Stanley Cup playoffs? Your options are above average, average, or below average. And the last I looked, Moose, running away with it with 75% is what I voted for, and that is average because my expectations are so low that when they blow calls or lie about the calls to cover each other's asses, I'm not surprised. So how could you say that it would be below or above? It's just exactly what I expected it would be. How would you answer the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? I, I never, I rare, well, rarely talk about the officiating. I would actually 
say it's probably below average these these playoffs you know it's it's been a tough spring for the officials and i and i you know we hear it all the time about the officials i think for the most part over the years they're pretty good you never really have an issue with them but uh, and i really don't have an issue with them now even but i just i've seen enough missed calls in these playoffs probably below average fair I don't think there's any wrong answer, but it's fun just to bring everybody's opinion in on that. So we'll put it to bed by saying Oiler fans now know how Flames fans feel, and we look ahead to game two because I got to move along to another fun topic, and it was last night's Canadian Football League preseason game. And can I stop for a second and just say on the CFL front, Don Narcisse from Port Arthur, Texas, my favorite rough rider ever. And he knows that. Number 80 now hangs his hat in Houston. Um, just stumbled across our show yesterday on... And it's on our Instagram story. He sent me a video. He's like, damn, Rod. What the hell? <laughs> it was so good. Bounce TV. I don't even know what that is. Uh, so, Don, thanks for watching. Thanks to everybody. Would you mind picking up your phone and texting us? Standard text messaging rate supply, 902-518-3033, and tell us where you're watching this show from. I, I feel like people don't believe me, Darren. 31 states in all 10 provinces. No, I, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. And by the way, some guy started trolling me today, a radio guy in the sweatpants capital, and he's like, oh, yeah, Rod just thinks he's all that. Rod thinks he's Stephen A. Smith when his show isn't preempted by Spanish League baseball and video or basketball and video. I mean, dude, what? You're trolling me about my show on national television? It reminds me when we had a brawl against Brandon back in the day with Regina, and our head coach was Rich Preston. A record holder with the Chicago Blackhawks. And we had a brawl in Brandon in the Keystones. Or maybe he was in Regina. It doesn't matter. And one of their coaches is leaning over the glass going, Why don't you go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser? Wait, what? Hot take. <laughs> go back to the NHL. What a maroon. Oh, yeah, we're really sucking over here. Anyways, the reason they're upset was CFL preseason last night. Again, I'm watching on ESPN+. Plus. A lot of great stories are bubbling to mind here. Wasn't the greatest game. I think it was 3-0 at halftime for Winnipeg. And the big-name starters weren't playing. I'm like, this is not really holding my interest. The crowd was terrible. And so uh, Winnipeg won it 25-16. And that's why, Darren, I'm terrible at gambling. That's why I don't really do it. I promote Bet Regal, but that's for people that are better at it than me. Because I set the line as, did you? Double-digit win for Winnipeg. And they won by nine. I'd have lost the bet if we'd said double digit, but that's why they call it gambling. Anyways, there was some good individual performance. Go to rodpeterson.com. All the stats, the game stories are there. The story, as far as anybody else is concerned, the one that's got way more schutzpah was the lack of uh, a good crowd. I think it was 7,500 in there. I said it looked, like, it looked like a Rams game or a USFL game. And people are... So I put on Twitter, I said, hey, maybe it's time to bring back the blackouts, man, because clearly everybody stayed home. And of course, that sent everybody over the deep end. And you have to understand what I'm doing. By the way, it's 11-11 Central. You have to understand what I'm doing. Um, 
It's got everybody all hot and bothered, and they're defending the Ryder Nation. They're defending the Ryder brand, and the people of Saskatchewan. Well, the orders were playing. It was a Tuesday. It was a rescheduled game. It was a preseason game. Gas cost too much. The tickets are the same as the regular season price. What else? I heard every excuse under the book, under the sun. You either want to go, or you do not want to go. And you will find every excuse in the book to justify why you didn't go. And I know you have a take on all this, but this is what's flooding my mind. Dustin Nielsen called the game on TSN, and he wrote me and said, uh, or put on Twitter, oh yeah, let's all take a photo from halftime where nobody's in their seats and make, you know, make them look bad. I'm like, well, that wasn't really the point, but whatever. It reminds me, so I wrote Dustin back and I said, hey, we all stayed home to watch you. There was nothing he could say to that. And it reminded me, Darren, when I was the 20-year-old voice of the Prince Albert Raiders, WHL. We did a, had a preseason game against Saskatoon. There was nobody there. So I'm, I, was, I was 20. And I'm ranting and raving on the air. Why the rink wasn't full for a preseason game? Because where else would I rather be than there? Next day, I'm going around the radio station. I'm right in people's faces. What were you doing last night? What the hell else is there to do in PA? Why were you at the hockey game? Telling everybody in the radio station. And the program director, Garth Callan, looked at me and said, I wanted to stay home and listen to you. There was nothing I could say to that. He got me. I've waited 29 years to use it on somebody else. Huh? Oh, it just <laughs> happened to get one, Dusty right? Nielsen. So, get mad at me all you want. It's going to piss everybody off and make him go buy a ticket to the home opener and make me look like an asshole. I'm okay with it. Because there's nothing you can do to me anymore. I'll be sitting down here in Florida watching on TV having a big old time. Over to you. Yeah, I mean, you go to the game. We predicted, yeah, what, a 10-point game? It was nine. We would have set the over-under at nine and a half, right? Um, Double-digit double digit win um, for Winnipeg. But again, it's preseason. You know, my attention was on the, the Oilers and the Avs last night. But that's the idea. You know, you hope that... You know, when, when somebody shows a, a picture of an empty stadium, we saw this in the playoffs last year, you hope that generates something inside the fan base that makes them want to come out when the regular season hits, you know? Um, it is concerning because these preseason games used to be, you know, must watch. There'd be more fans at a game at SMF Field for the green and white game, and there probably was. I mean, granted, it's a 2,500-person facility or maybe 3,000 people, but... Um, the atmosphere is great over there. It's just, maybe that's where we're at. You know, it's going to take some time to get people's interest back into the games because we haven't heard a lot about training camp and position battles and it hasn't been top of mind in coffee row and all those things like it normally is. And that's what gets people out to the preseason games. So it's a little concerning and, and we're worried that it might, you know, continue on into the regular season. Again, what did the intro say at the start of this show? The guys just picked out a great one. I just I want to make you feel something. I'm going to throw out a commentary. I want to make you happy, sad, angry, whatever. I just want to make you feel something. And I will be fine if you're upset at me for whatever I say. You know, here's another one. Rick Haglund. I'm in COVID recovery, so it's too difficult to go to a preseason football game when the Oilers playoff game was on. So what was it? You're home because of COVID or because the Oilers were playing? Come on. You either want to go or you don't want to go. I'm trying to shame people into buying CFL tickets. You, you, 
And everybody in the CFL today is ripping me. <laughs> um, Darren in Salt Lake City. Ooh, Rod, a USFL game? Those games look like a high school junior varsity game, at least for the crowd size. Yeah, did you watch the game last night, Darren, in Salt Lake City? It was the same thing at Mosaic Stadium. Um, Jeff, the Stams fan, says, he goes, how is blacking out games being progressive? Look, it's not. Televising your home games in your market is a three-hour commercial for the team. I understand that. I just threw it out there to get you all yakking. And it worked. Anything else, Moose, before we move on? No, it's great. These are, we need more of this. This is good. This is, you know, get people talking about the league. I think it's important. And yet they're all mad at me. <laughs> Remember when I said... What did you expect? I, I saw the guy in the Miami airport wearing a COVID mask and it said misunderstood across it. I'm like, dude, what do you want for that thing? I need, I need that. And I'm going to wear it forever. Not just because of COVID. Uh, just one more because I want to read it before we break. Um, John Massey, the Orders fan, says, No one goes to dress rehearsal before a wedding. That's all the preseason is. For sure. John Massey, my frenemy. And from Farmer in Saskatchewan, that's his name. He's in the chat. He says, I was seating, but I still have my season tickets and will be there for regular season. There you go. When we come back, more on this. Blue Jays have won six in a row. Game one of the East final tonight. Kamloops is moving on. We got a lot. Sorry, Seattle's moving on. Kamloops is going home. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces. And trust me, 31 states on TV. Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue with episode number 769 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. I know we started something here, kicking the hornet's nest somewhat on the attendance at the CFL preseason game last night, but let's be honest, it was preseason. So we'll probably move on a little bit uh, here, but we want to tell you that uh, Rod's rants, I don't feel like it was a rant, but I guess it was a mini one. They're brought to you whenever they happen, daily, by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. The preferred plumbing, heating, and cooling company of the RP Show. Big Avalanche fans over there, so they're not complaining today of what happened in Game 1. Big Avalanche fans at Bronco Plumbing. Psst, don't tell anybody. If we can bring the Moose back in here, um, we really got him going in the comment section here, Moose. Um, from Pinks, writes in and says, congratulations to Akeem Hicks signing a $10 million one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a former Regina Ram, University of Regina Ram. And I got to say this, I'm watching the coverage on ESPN, and they say the signing of Hicks will put the future of Endemic and Sue in jeopardy with the Buccaneers. I'm like... 
Hicks has been around a long time. He's been a very good NFLer. He's not, I don't think, in the stratosphere of Adamic and Sue, is he? I don't think I don't think Sue should be worried. The I guess where it comes into play is money, too, right? If you've allotted almost $10 million yeah. Yeah. or whatever it is, the number for Hicks, now you don't have that money for Indomitian Sue. And he's not, like, they're probably going to be in the same or similar pay range. It's about where do you fit and, and where does he slot in. And if you're going to have one of these guys on the sidelines, you can't be paying him, you know, eight, nine, $10 million. So, yeah, that, that would be the question mark for me. Kudos to Akeem Hicks for signing with the Buccaneers. Be watching him down here starting in the fall. By the way, I was hoping to attend the Dolphins OTAs, and I find out they're already on. My gosh, the world does not slow down, man. I guess I'll be planning to attend Dolphins training camp. Too late to go to the OTAs. James in Borden, Manitoba writes in. He says, I bet the Riders and Bombers will both have 28,000-plus for them. Home openers. I know Rod refuses to think the orders would affect attendance last night's Rider game, but I don't agree. Orders are a big deal in Saskatchewan. Dude, I know I spent 48 years there. I'm pretty sure I know that it's an oiler town. It's an oiler province. And maybe it did affect whatever. Again, this is not a sports marketing class here or sports business class. But fans have choices. And they have more choices now than they've ever had before. So the teams need to make the fans make a choice why they should go to or watch their game. And last night we saw who won that choice. That's all I'm saying. Moving on, point three. Alejandro Kirk hit a... Every time I think of the Blue Jays catcher, I think of the Lady Gaga song. Alejandro, Alejandro. I think he plays that for his walk-up song. Does he not? Any Jays fans? Clark, can you tell me? I think he plays... All... They... Oh, what's that another one? Okay. I think at one point they played Alejandro by Lady Gaga when he came to the plate for the Blue Jays. Anyways, he hit a pair of two-run homers to power the Jays to a 6-5 victory over the Chicago White Sox Tuesday night and helped the Blue Jays extend their MLB win streak to a season-high six games. Kirk went deep off Chicago starter Lucas Giolito in the second inning and connected again in Toronto's four-run fifth. The Blue Jays have won 10 of their last 13 and will face the White Sox again on Wednesday. By the way, I'm going to skip him fly as much as I can through the quick six show topics and then we'll come back for the rest of the show and cover whatever you people want to talk about the only guest today is Dave Jameson from TSN 1260 and from what I understand we got a new a newbie at the controls of the Millennium Falcon today so if you don't hear the bell that's why Point four, the well-rested Tampa Bay Lightning will be at Madison Square Garden tonight to open the Eastern Conference Final against the New York Rangers. The Rangers advanced to the series against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions by beating the Carolina Hurricanes in Game 7 on Monday night. So, watching my guy, Stu Grimson, on NHL Network this morning. Remember what Alan May said about Grimmer? Do you remember? I can't unsee it now. I can't, yeah. I can't unsee it. Anyways, Grimmer saying this is the best goaltending matchup that we've seen. I think it was Grimmer, maybe Steve Conroy. One of them said it. We'll just give Grimmer the credit. Best goaltending matchup yet in these Stanley Cup playoffs. Igor Shosturkin versus Andre Vasilevsky, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It sure as hang 
isn't Darcy Kember versus Mike Smith. So, do we expect a low-scoring game tonight? What do you What do you think? Game one, Rangers Lightning. Oh yeah, I you know I I would put the over under at three and a half goals Ooh. tonight. And I don't know which side I would take. I'm predicting a two-one game. <laughs> That's kind of what I think is going to happen. So I would go with the under. But um, I would put the over under yeah at three and a half goals. I think you know when you look at. Um, how the series have gone. Carolina really outshot New York, but Shesterkin kept them in it and they scored on their chances. And you know, you go back to the Florida Tampa series and it was Florida out shooting Tampa. So here's two teams who typically don't pile up the shots, right? They play really good defensive hockey and you got two great goaltenders. It's we're not gonna see the scoring that you're seeing in Colorado Edmonton. I just want a long series. I mean, you understand, Darren. It's been a long time since we've rickied ourselves. We've kind of started something here. You got Patterson over there, Hustler in Winnipeg, taking his show to the NFL draft. You got Matthew Barnaby coming on here yesterday. He's launching a podcast. He's going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And then he said he's going to the Memorial Cup. And I'm like, oh, I want to go to the Memorial Cup. But I got stuff to do here in Florida, so I won't be able to go. But I'm like, can we petition the CHL to always have the Memorial Cup in June? Because more hockey, more hockey, more hockey. That's what Paul said, our guy Paul. And he was right. Um, in the chat, a gentleman named Freedom Warriors United writes in. He says, I'm a lifelong Oilers fan. I bleed blue and orange. I want to give my two cents worth on the game one. Darnell Nurse was a disaster. He was the number one worst player on the ice. Put him on the injured reserve and put Rusty in number two. You lose 8-6. There's a lot of blame to go around. But yeah, somebody tell me what Darnell Nurse's plus minus was last night, please. Oh, Troy Comer. Haven't heard from Troy in a while. From sober athletic wear. Troy writes in and he says, uh, he's in Toronto. He says, it looks like money talks. And some of the PGA guys are jumping to play in the Saudi tour. What's more important, career legacy or dollars? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, well, let's move on. Thank you, Troy, for nudging me along. You're a god shot here. As I move to point five, in Kamloops, BC, Jared Davidson scored twice in the second period, including once on the power play to lead the Seattle Thunderbirds to a 3-2 victory in Game 7 against the host Kamloops Blazers. With the win in front of 5,400 fans at the Sandman Center, the T-Birds advanced to the Western Hockey League Championship Series to play the Edmonton Oil Kings with the winner of that best-of-seven series moving on to the Memorial Cup. I've got so many friends going to the Memor. Not me. Point six. Three months after declaring he was Fully committed to the PGA Tour, Dustin Johnson's among 42 players in the field for next week's, now how do you say this, L1V Golf Invitational? Or you, it looks like L1V, like a Super Bowl, which offers $25 million in prize money and $4 million for first. That's backed by Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund. This change of mind means DJ will skip the RBC Canadian Open in Toronto despite being an event ambassador and the face of the Open's promotional campaign. Golf Canada, in a statement, 
was naturally disappointed with the late decision, but insisted the June 9th to the 12th tournament at St. George's Golf Course will still feature some of the world's best players. Over to you, Moose. You're the golf guy. How do we feel about this? Um, it feels like, you know, when you walk into the, the, uh, the cafeteria, the uh, food court at the mall, and it's usually the Asian restaurant has some sesame chicken on a toothpick, right? They're giving you a sample. And you go by, you take your sample. I think what's happening here is the players are taking the sample, right? You get an opportunity to go play in the Saudi-backed event. It's a massive prize. $4 million for first place is a huge prize. And here's a chance to see, okay, I'm going to just go in this, see if the prize money is good, see how it plays out, see how we're treated, see how the event is, see what the public's reaction is to this, right? And take a shot. I think... Uh, it's a risk the players are willing to take. I think the risk is pretty small. I don't think they're going to get raked over the coals for it publicly. I, I think that's what's happening here. And if it goes well, this is the dress rehearsal for the Saudi tour. They put on a hell of an event and treat the players well and everybody's great and the, and the public's all over it. Well, it could be the gateway into this being a really threatening tour to the PGA. The question from Troy was, do you jump at the money or do you ignore the money and worry about your own integrity slash legacy? Um, I guess if the if the if the athletes ever realized, and I think NBA or uh, PGA golf, well NBA, PGA, NFL, CFL, if they realized they are their own business, then they would realize they can do both because they're entrepreneurs. The reason Moose gets knocked off the air here is because our next guest is logging in. That's okay. We don't need to bring Moose back on. I think I can handle it here. But I would say, why not do both? Dustin Johnson's legacy is fine. Phil's, we're not so sure on. You got a chance to go to this tournament and win some money? Trust me, if you chance to get the money, take it. Because it can set you up for a real long time. Regarding the officiating, Ryan H., in Toronto says, Rod, the players are pros and have been through it all. But does a blown call like that get to their heads or can they shake it off? It could affect them for the rest of the game. But game one's, listen, if I'm the coach, I'm saying get it out of your head. Woodcroft probably already said that last night and it didn't matter. It'll rattle you for the rest of the game. Ask the Flames. And having the Blake Coleman goal disallowed, it can rattle you for the rest of the game. They're young men. But as far as game two, it's over. They have to move on. You hear it all the time, and it's not a cliche. We'll ask our next guest about that, Dave Jamison, who clearly is ready to roll. I was going to read a quick sports update from the CEBL, the Canadian Elite Basketball League. The Montreal Alliance won their second game in a row with an 86-80 home win over the Ottawa Blackjacks in Verdun. The game was close going into the Elam ending, but the Alliance pulled away for the win. Montreal now 2-1. The Ottawa Blackjacks 0-2. Meanwhile, the Niagara River Lions in the CEBL defeated the Guelph Nighthawks 95-84 Tuesday night to improve to 2-1-1. Guelph falls to 1-1. Edmonton Oil Kings defenseman Caden Gooley has been named WHL Player of the Week. The Montreal Canadiens prospect from Sherwood Park recorded five points in three outings this past week as the Oil Kings captured the Eastern Conference title. Meanwhile, Oil Kings defense, uh, goalie Sebastian Cossa has been named Dub Goalie of the Week. The Detroit Red Wings first rounder posted a 3-0 record, a 1.92 goals against, a 9.05 save percentage across three appearances as the Oil Kings 
wrapped up that series against Winnipeg. The Edmonton Oil Kings will open the 2022 WHL Championship Series. Game one, Friday in Edmonton against the Seattle Thunderbirds. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Your official home of slow pitch open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. The peerless Dave Jamison, an absolute living legend, joins us next from Edmonton. Can't wait for this guy. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. We're also streaming live on YouTube. And 24-hour sports radio can be found streaming at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Oh, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We're going to start Taco Time viewer takeover a little early because now we're having connection issues with one Dave Jameson, and that's fine. Uh, viewer takeovers for Taco Time. Did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. And I can tell you that I could eat taco time every single day. And don't think I'm joking, because when I owned a pizza restaurant, I, I ate pizza every single day. And I put on 35 pounds. So it's a good thing that I go in and out. So while we await JMO, and maybe we push him to the next um, segment, or maybe into the start of hour two, whatever. We're wide open today. Let's go to the text line. As I asked the viewers to pick up the phone and text RP at 902-518-3033, and they did. Dawn, our Navy friend, writes in and says, I'm volunteering at the Ryder Games this year. I was at gate two with the crew giving out the $10 coupons. For the fans that showed up, there was an eclectic mixture of colors and ages. Some of the gray and blue hairs could barely walk but there was also a wide range of young under 30 folks as well. Well, thank you, Don, for the update. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta writes in. He says, here's hoping Chris Jones gives Nick Arbuckle the opportunity he deserves. QB1. Uh, well, I think that is a war of attrition there. Who else are they going to play? Go Nick. I heard from a member of the Nick Arbuckle camp uh, yesterday or the day before thanking me for the kind words on the Edmonton number one quarterback. American viewers, Stephen in Minot, North Dakota, writes in and says, Greetings from breezy Minot, North Dakota. Spreading fertilizer again. <laughs> then he puts in brackets, referees' decisions. He says, No mosquitoes at the moment. Thanks for that update. What is with these updates? The age demographic of Ryder fans, no mosquitoes in North Dakota. Thanks. I'll say this, when I almost got blown away or floated away here a couple Fridays ago doing this show, I was worried about my personal safety that day, that I might die, be electrocuted, drowned, washed away. I'm like, well, on the Canadian prairies, at least we're 
Probably not going to die from the weather. Although in 1982, a tornado blew our barn down. And that was like a scene from the movie Twister. I'm not joking. Dad's at the door of the farmhouse. Get downstairs! Get downstairs! We're all racing downstairs into the middle room. I want to see the tornado, Dad! Get downstairs! And then it hit. Wango. Good thing we were downstairs. From Ward in Winnipeg, right city says, Hi, guys. But Gary Bettman says we have the best officials in the world. How can you dispute that? Oh, man. Please, please, please don't get me going because the referees are great guys and now gals. They really are great people. They're humans and they make mistakes too. It's why I'm sitting here hosting my own show and not working for a team anymore or a league because I can't take what the way it is now. Just be real. I feel like there used to be a time that the people, they were real in sports, but they're not anymore. And I can't do it. Can't go on the air and lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Probably what finished me was the Tim Peel thing. Who incidentally was on Twitter last night defending the call that they said was onside? Look, stop. I don't care that they amended the rule. It's still just to cover their own asses. The screenshot clearly shows Kale McCarr, puck on his stick, an inch into the zone, and Nichushkin a foot offside to his right. You don't need to show me the rule because I know what offside is. Stop lying to me. I know enough. But on the flip side of all that, because I was thinking about this last night staring at the ceiling, mm, but I had a real problem with Kerry Fraser when he was on TSN Sports Center as the rules analyst on TSN, ripping the current refs. I had a problem with that. Kerry Fraser was on Sports Center saying that was a bad call. They screwed this up, blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, you were one of them. So, what's right? I don't know. But back to the Tim Peel thing. The guy gets caught on a live mic, admitting that there was a makeup call. A call that he made was a makeup call. He owed the team. And he gets fired over that? When we all know that's been part of hockey for a hundred years, and you're going to try and say that it isn't? I don't understand. Let's just sweep it all under the rug. Who cares if there's a knock coming from the engine? Turn the radio up! Let's go! We need to preserve the integrity of the game. What integrity? You're lying! Where's my... Uh. <laughs> John Ohm in Winnipeg sent a photo of himself in a Rangers jersey. Ohm, but we're not putting it on the air. But, uh, you know, again, I think the leagues, the people that now run these leagues... Oh, here we go. <laughs> How about this? Clark, write this down. From Aiden Meredith. Writes in on the 902 line. Greetings from Chicago, Illinois. Currently watching from my school detention. Ha ha ha. Awesome work, man. Thanks for saving my that? boredom. 
approved. I will not be held responsible for the delinquency of North American teens. We covered this a couple of years ago. Remember, guys, Brady was watching under his jacket when we were on Facebook Live at school. I will not be held responsible for that. When I say write this down, we had the video sent to us from Texas yesterday, Houston, Texas. Now we got a kid in detention at school watching us on television in Chicago, Illinois. Man, have times changed, man. We didn't have a television in the detention room in my school, and don't even ask why I was there. I earned it. Okay, we're going to take a time out. I'm getting a word from producer Clark here that Dave Jameson, the peerless, the ageless, Dave Jameson will be with us from TSN 1260 to open hour two. So when we come back, it's either going to be just me or me and the moose. You guys decide. I can handle it either way. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus Television Network. And now maybe more than 31 states. I don't know. On Game Plus TV. Also YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. The host with the most, some would say. Welcome to the RP Show, and I'm just uh, I'm just tickled. Uh, rescheduling Dave Jamison into Hour 2. Aren't we glad we kept uh, this show so fluid? As we bring the moose in, moose, I'm not sure if you were watching the last segment, but we had a kid in Chicago, Aiden Wrightus. Did you see that? He texted that he's no. in detention in high school in Chicago. <laughs> I could go back and read it. Because I asked the people, hey, if you're watching the show, pick up the phone and text me. It's just so mind-blowing that you can do that in 2022. Kid, he's like, thanks for uh, relieving my boredom. He's in detention in Chicago. How about that? Unreal. That's unreal. Yeah. Um, What's he in detention for? Being on his phone? I didn't. Doesn't matter. Why does it matter? From Big Daddy Sanchi, he writes in regarding me saying maybe we need to black out television games again in the CFL, home games. Big Daddy is watching in Toronto. He says, hey, Rod, I love the blackout comment. It gets people talking. I live in Toronto. Please pick on the people of Toronto. They suck. <laughs> Signed, Bill, a.k.a. the Argo Nut. So, yeah, I don't want the games blacked out, but... Not at all, but I mean, this summer, I'll say right now, we're going to be in Alberta, and the games in Calgary and Edmonton, we're going to be going to the games, the Elks and the Stamps, so I don't care whether they black them out or not, because we're going to be there. I'm just trying to get people to go to the games. Sue me. I got breaking news. And it's going to work. Are you ready? I want your participation in this one, Moose. All right. Martin St. Louis, Martin St. Louis has officially become the 32nd head coach in Montreal Canadiens history after signing a three-year extension with the NHL club today. St. Louis has been serving as interim coach after taking over from former bench boss Dominic Ducharme. Under St. Louis, the Habs finished out the season 14-19 and 4. 
The Habs hold the first overall selection in the NHL entry draft, which will be held July 7th, 8th at Montreal's Saint-Robel. So it says, before coaching, Saint-Louis enjoyed a stellar playing career, collecting 1,033 points in 1,134 regular season games with the Flames, Lightning, and Rangers. He won the Stanley Cup and the Hart in 04 and was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2018. My question to you is this. You mentioned, uh, we talked earlier this week, how much fun we had at the Centennial Cup talking hockey with the guys and the girls and the suites. And when it came up that maybe Barrett Jackman was going to be the next coach of the Regina Pats, it was going around the suites. Well, where's he coached? Where's he coached? Does it matter anymore? Was St. Louis not coaching Pee Wee before he took over the Habs? Yeah, I mean, we don't know where he was coaching, or I don't, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Now... You know, can you assess somebody's ability to do the job? It doesn't necessarily need to come from a resume or past experience. And look, they love him and they love him in Montreal. And I think he's done a great job already with the culture of that organization. I think he relates to some of the younger players. I think he can relate to the older players. Uh, he's well respected in the game. You can say he checks a lot of boxes. So I kind of I like this hire a lot from Montreal. They love him now we'll see how long it lasts but i just think where is andrew stute where is andrew stute the quebecer the habs fan i would like to know if because i don't think saint louis coached anywhere before and if you say he coached peewee that's not anywhere that's not anywhere like he didn't coach anywhere if he coached peewee he wasn't yeah. coaching pro and he wasn't coaching junior i don't think so maybe maybe Sorry, I'm reading comments here. Maybe Martin St. Louis is a trailblazer. A little like us. That's what I was trying to say to you last hour. You got Barney going to the memorial. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Nelson Hackwood says, I honestly didn't even know the Centennial Cup was a thing until this year. Thanks, RP. That's why they brung us. Um, from Andrew Stute. There he is. Speaking, ye shall be heard. He says, great signing. Martin St. Louis was coaching Pee Wee. He said that he does not have coaching experience, but he has experience on an NHL bench. Bonjour, Rod. Bonjour. Andrew, merci. Um, there's, hey, we got more. We got more. We got sizzle. We're coming into our two hot moose, and you won't be f with us for the start of it. Uh, Dave Jamison will be with us, but we'll continue to kick this around. I guess the CFL has announced a live streaming uh, service to watch the games. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about the orders. We'll talk about the call. So be ready to go, Moose, at 1120 Mountain. All right. I will be. See the rest of you after this break. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.